Internet friends, and welcome to my intro was a little bit too loud. Episode number two hundred and six of Final Boss TV. My name is Adam KK Bay. We'll be your host on this adventure through the Fury Warrior Bants. A sprinkling of arms in there, just just a little bit, just just a little bit. We haven't really talked about any of the warrior stuff yet outside of protection and we didn't talk about the dps stuff back then so we'll get into all that today of course and just to put this in the start of the main show got a little bit of a break coming up soon i've got the huge pc build i've got the studio move i've got all this stuff happening there's no show next week but the sunday after next will be the year end special trying to set that up for you of course more information on twitter when i get that all sorted but the show wouldn't be here, of course, that these nerds and ladies that are supporting the show, the stream, and everything in between. Happy holidays, everyone that is supporting the show directly over on my Patreon page, getting those BTS podcasts. We're up to 70 plus now, so if you want just more of these nerds talking about World of Warcraft and things, you can take a trip back in time and listen to them if you'd like. There are many of them, along with all the BTS show notes. If you want to check out how the show was put together, then you can go check that out. Links are down below, of course, here on Twitch or on YouTube. Down below in the description. It keeps going and going and going and going and going. There's the wallpapers. There's so... I'm going to click again. Oh, it's going to take me to the actual page. No, it's just too much. Everything is, of course, tagged. I actually was uh, sorting through and trying to... Uh, clean up all the tags of the day on my Patreon because there is a great deal. Additionally, of course, big shout out to the my partners in all of this and the sponsors for the show, Corsair and Elgato. The holidays are upon us, as I already have said. Of course, as you don't know, some of them on this show has had their Christmas lights up since before Thanksgiving, but that's you know neither here nor there. But if you're looking at any bits and bobs and pieces and parts for your upcoming builds, I know I am. I have a ton of stuff. I'll be live streaming the huge Corsair Elgato MSI build from scratch coming up this week, later this week. So if you want to tune in and watch that, then I will be doing the whole shebang and going through all the stuff that I have put together, all the little different pieces and parts and making sure it all works and setting it all up. You can be along for that journey. But links are down below if you want to help support what I do here and get some something for yourselves or those last minute gifts. 10% off and free standard shipping. But there may be even better uh, deals right now. But again, if you go through the links right here on Final Boss TV, then you help what I do. That's how these things work. Play your first on the internet. Come on. You know how this thing works if you choose to do so. But today's show is Fury Warrior. And uh, I was told he was supposed to start singing when I introduced him. Uh, Corjo, welcome back to the show, sir. Hello. I'm not going to sing. Damn it. One thing I want to add before yeah. about the Christmas lights. I'm uh. Canadian, so we had Thanksgiving in October. So I don't, I don't, <laughs> before Thanksgiving, not. It's after Thanksgiving, the real oh, Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. That's fair. It's also like one string. Is oh, there yeah, more that we can't see? 
It is more, yeah. There's I have my window uh, blinds closed because the sun sun shines directly into the camera and everything, so it's not a good idea. That no, the rest of my house is decorated too. So okay, that's fair. But you had you had to make sure you let that in. But well, it's been a while since we talked. Legion, we yeah. last sat here, so uh, a little bit's changed. A little bit has changed. A little bit. You uh, still look. A chat saying you're six. How how old are you? I am 21, but yeah, I still do look like I'm 12. That's just, <laughs> I'm forever cursed with that. I'm okay with that. Forever? That's a that's not a bad curse to have, I don't think. Yeah, exactly, right? Joining you today, co-guesting, of course. Chat, you'll be on the show a little bit, but Vil, welcome to the show as well. Hello, sir. Yeah, thanks for welcoming me. I'm now, not going to sing or do anything special, but... No? Hmm. Dang. You're just here to make sure that Corey doesn't say anything wrong. Is that right? You're the there. What, what's it? What's it called? A parse hoarder or parse lord? What's hmm? That's what my guild likes to call me. Yeah. Ah, well, do you do the damages? Is that? I try to. If it doesn't wipe us. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, dead DPS does no DPS, right? So, and your parse doesn't matter if you don't kill the boss forehead. Is that correct? That's true. Okay. <laughs> well. We have a whole lot to get through, and I want to go right back since, Vil, you're new to this, and not everyone might know who the heck you are on the World Wide Web, but if you want to, uh, what, what do you dabble in when it comes to World of Warcraft? How long have you been part of said dabbling? Just uh, intro yourself, sir. This is you. Uh, well, I've been reading in Vision on Thrall for around two years now. I mainly play DPS, usually Warrior, but I've played some other things. I try to stick to melee, though, generally. How long have you been doing the deeps, then, overall? Not just Warrior, but in general? Um, I'd say about three years Oh, since HFC. Oh, my gosh. That's even, like, what do you what do you call that? Because the, the derogatory term back in the day was Wrath, baby. That's just, like, straight up, that's a, that's a Warlord's baby. I... Warlords is when I really started playing, but I started in Kata. I was really bad then, like, Elemental Shaman putting on agility gear and stuff. Well, that's that sounds pretty standard. And, Court, you are... You've been here before, but just in case, we need a, a refresher. Who the heck are you? What do you dabble in? How long have you been part of said dabbling? All right, so last time I was on the show, I was more of a help desk kind of person. I would help most people with the uh, theater crafting and stuff. But now I do a, a fair share of the theater crafting mostly for Arms Warrior. I run my own guides on YouTube as well. Check that out if you want. But um, yeah, that's what I do some of the theater crafting mostly for Arms. Dabble a little bit Fury, but not too much. I mainly started doing this back in Legion, about after Emerald Nightmares, when I started really picking up and doing more of my fair share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it. I helped do some of the EPL for the last year for ARMS, and yeah, that's really it. So, Okay. So the, what the heck are you doing on the Fury Warrior show? <laughs> uh, you gotta have a second warrior on here. I, mean, I still play Fury. I still uh... make guys. I still do a bit of Fury crafting, but deep down in my heart, ARMS is the true spec. If you think Fury is the true spec, you're just Protection's okay. Well, but ARMS is like the true chat spec. Real people know. Do you do you miss Gladiator? From time to time, it was really fun. The high PM was really really fun, but then again, it's just kind of hard to like exist in the game. That especially back then, it was really hard to like make it like good but not too good. Yeah. 
That was a weird failed experiment. Do you ever did you ever dabble in, in Glad Warrior, Phil? Uh, I played it a little bit in HFC when I uh, messed around my warrior, but I didn't play it when it was like really good and high. Yuck. Corey, you had something you wanted to add to the Gladiator discussion? Huh. <laughs> I mean, I played it for quite a lot, actually. I think when I first started uh, Warlords, I played it until like mid-high mall, and then when Blackrock came out finally, it was in my first actual reading guild that did Heroic and then eventually Mythic. I played hmm. mostly Fury, but then back then, Warlords Warrior was very... It wasn't very well designed at all. DPS Warrior was actually just in the shambles, in my opinion. It was not very... Hmm. Unfortunate. But then, so so resources wise, then Corjo, as you said, you're you're part of helping that get worked out. Now, yeah. uh, different classes and specs have sort of different hierarchies here. And shout out to Archie. I don't know if he's still hanging out in chat though, but Archie is he's not alone in this. He's not like the Azertharian of the warrior community, is he? He doesn't do all this by himself, right? You want to who who else gets some credit for putting all this information together? Well, back in Legion, after Warrior Star, you had to take a break from the game. It was mostly just Archie by himself for oh. quite most of it. But in BFA, there are a lot of people who have helped out and are actually absolutely grateful for grateful for, for helping us. You know, you got Delenios, you got Max, Saraline, and Vil and myself. We all help Archie from here time to time, especially the night before when we're testing essences to make sure which one's the right one the night before the patch. That's usually when most of it actually goes down at 2 a.m. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, crunch time. Don't want to, you don't want to do it during the PTR cycle, especially when things are changing so drastically from time to time, especially big things like essences, like the corruption. You test it one week, and then all of a sudden on the next Tuesday, it's completely different, right? Right. Do it the night before crunch for one night, and then you're done. There's a lot of stuff on there, of course, looking at the Wowhead guide that uh, Archie has put together couple of things on here that'll definitely be updated with 8.3 as many things are going to be changing soon but if you are looking through stuff need a refresher of course that's your first stop i would definitely suggest going there but who um vil do you get in part of any of this now being part of the skyhold community do you get to guinea pig things uh before we started the show you were talking about some weird mastery build do you help it at all what's up uh yeah there's some new mastery build you can play for arms people have been messing around with in dungeons uh just like for sustained aoe but i usually don't help with like very specific math i'm more just like uh testing stuff in practice like trinkets on fights and yeah like what would be better on like certain fight timers but okay. in terms of math it's really just uh delanios max archie and cory usually okay all right. I like to make sure there's more shout outs that go out there because everyone always goes, why is it this person on the show or why is this person on the show? Some of it's kind of trolly and memey, but other times it's because they were approached and they just said they don't want to sit down and talk for two hours about this. They like to do their own thing, be part of that community in their own way, but they don't want to sit down and just talk about it. They don't have that in them, which is fine. So the first things first that I want to bring up, we haven't talked about this in a while, and this was sort of part of what I was going to name the episode, so I'm not actually sure if it's going to still stay the actual episode's name when it gets titled and put up on YouTube. But I know there's a couple of classes and specs out there in BFA that had a very sticky situation with the GCD changes, and things have been lifted a little bit since the start of the expansion, but 
Vil, since you're more fresh into going right into Legion and then going right into BFA, do you have any impact or do you want to talk about does the GCD really do you still notice it at all? Because you've got you got charge the 0.5 second GCD. Casting recklessness is that has the regular 1.5 second GCD reduced by haste, but then it, they made it last longer. And rallying cry, your utility has got 1.5 seconds. Arm sweeping strikes 1.5, and then again still charge for them. But do you even is this that sticky still? Do you still notice it? Is it just right now um, on charge? You basically don't notice it at all. Wreck is it's all right. It's uh, I would be more of a fan if they just took off the GCD. Rally is definitely the biggest defender, though. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, in farm, you'll have people, myself included, sometimes who only hit Rally during Bladestorm when it's the only button you can hit. <laughs> Especially when it's called for in advance. It's um, It can be kind of annoying, but yeah. when they removed a charge off the GCD, it was a lot better. Like, on Fetid, when you need to charge back after his knockback, it was uh, kind of awkward to just sit there and wait for his knockback and you couldn't hit buttons or else you couldn't charge back. Right. I remember doing that fight and after 8.1 and then remembering I can do that was the biggest amount of dopamine I ever had in BFA. I can charge off GCD. Absolutely mind-blowing. It felt amazing when I could actually just not just sit there for a second and a half, just literally just not... Hmm. Yeah, I... I, I don't really notice it too much... I play a lot of like all three specs of Shaman and then Havoc and Vengeance, so I don't really notice it all that much. I know the Frosty K show we had recently, they it was definitely a talking point we had for them for a little bit about their cooldown stacking madness. Because you have to sort of like hit this, then that, then this, then you can go. That's mostly the fact that they still have two desynced cooldowns. But I didn't it didn't look that bad when I was looking through for for Warrior. I know that sweeping strikes, I think for arms, do you, it's like a prep time. You're like, I hit this, then I gotta wait, and then I can go. Which, that's the Yeah, whole... I mean, it doesn't feel that bad for arms, okay. too. Arms, two main G or cooldowns are already a GCD already because they do damage. But even then, arms has empty globals no matter what you do. So the sweeping strikes and rally doesn't feel that bad, but you mostly feel in sweeping strikes. Because, like, you hit it like, oh my god, and I'm sitting here for 1.5 seconds. Can it cost smash? Can execute? Can't do anything. Mm -hmm. Even it doesn't feel that bad. And on Fury again, it doesn't feel that bad either, since you have a lot of haste. GC isn't that long, right? And warrior cooldowns are fairly long as well. So again, you don't really feel the change that much. Hmm. Okay. Still rather annoying though. Yeah, that's what I mean. Chat was echoing that rally was probably the biggest, the biggest one that came up. It's even funny that Vale mentions that as arms, you only hit it when you're blade storming. That's yeah, hitting like rally during recklessness, it feels so bad because the entire GC just gone. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if they're gonna change anything about that. I mean, we'll get into more of what we hope that uh, the great unprudinator Brian Halinka will do. But then, last little bit talking about the GCD, of course. Um, Vil, are you playing any classic warrior, where everything is on the GCD? I, I tried when it came out, but um, Classic was just uh, not my style. It was just too slow for me. Maybe it's because I started uh, WoW kind of late, like Kata-ish. Yeah. But it was just, yeah, it was just too slow for me and kind of boring. 
Corey, are you playing any classic? I did play quite a bit of it on release, and I kind of I hit fifty nine and a half, and I quit because what like, the heck? You're I, so close. <laughs> yeah, right. But the thing is, I like, I didn't really feel compelled to raid or anything because the fights are so easy. The content is just not for me. But True. it was fun just to relive my very young seven year old life playing for. I just picked it up recently again, just doing Arch Like Valley. And that's kind of fun just to keep spamming and get decent gear. But I probably won't raid or PvP much because it's not very interesting. PvP is way more interesting in classic than in than the raid content, which is sure. very it's just the dullest stuff ever, right? You kill bosses in 30 seconds, it's no challenge. People are killing Ragnaros and Greens and Night Level 60, right? So Yep. Yeah, I wonder. Cause I I was part of the casting in Methods uh, Race to World first for for Classic, and it was interesting to see how I mean it's it's 15 years plus later, right? And everything's been figured out and sorted and done, and and even some friends of mine that are still definitely playing. The the initial push was like the big part of how you got anywhere in Classic. It's like the biggest chunk of the content, and but now they basically raid log. And it's it's just funny to hear that kind of terminology in the the scope of obviously classic isn't vanilla, not directly like like one to one, but it's funny to hear like I was gonna raid log real quick and do my whole molten core run in an hour. It'll you know I'll be on soon. I'm like, all right, it's <laughs> great. Yeah, you do your molten core on Nixia. You don't even have a full raid group. You have like twenty people. We'll clear yeah. it in an hour, and everything you're done. Mm hmm. The 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 phases are pretty fun. You know, new phase comes out, you do a whole bunch of new content, then you're yeah. AFK for two to three months again. <laughs> the biggest problem is that when the final phase comes out, what happens then? That's the one thing. Do they make yeah. new content for it, or do they just release BC? Who knows? I will find out. We didn't really get much information about that at this BlizzCon. I imagine that's going to be a topic at next year's BlizzCon. So we'll see where it goes by then, because we'll probably be in AQ by that point. So the next discussion will be on people's minds. So we'll see. But, Corjo, now let's go back, not to classic back, but this this topic goes to you first because you actually have a bit more under your belt from the warrior standpoint since Vil's a Warlords baby. But Wrath to Kata to Mop to Warlords to Legion to BFA and soon to Shadowlands, what do you think of the dev journey of the Fury Warrior specifically? Because I think every other, if you look at it like expansion to expansion, not a lot changes. But if you jump an expansion, like if you look at Warlords, Fury Warrior, to now, it's like, whoa, how did we get here? So what is your take on just expansion to expansion of how Fury has evolved and changed over the last decade, maybe? Well, definitely starting from Wrath, Fury was quite a bit slower than the gameplay is now, right? Just it just the game was slower. And then with Kata coming around, you start seeing the more of the modern WoW coming around. You got way more abilities that do damage and a lot less utility. Warrior used to have a lot of utility back in the day. You had defensive stance and berserker stance, which are just cool things to have. But in defensive stance, you had like you can equip a shield and just cast shield block and tank for a bit, shield wall. You could use spell reflection or mass spell reflection if you talented it, or you can use Vigilance back on Warlords as a DPS where to help your tanks out. That felt super amazing. Hmm. The one thing from every expansion from basically Mop is that Warrior has lost more and more utility over time. 
because the mop was probably the pinnacle of warrior football specs design wise for pve and pvp there was so much cool stuff you can do as a warrior because you know fury felt amazing you had heroic strike you had colossus smash that was a very frequent window and it felt amazing hit crit after crit over and over again at a very fast pace and just burst targets down insanely quickly and your abilities hit very hard Oh, you cut out right there, sir. Not really. Okay. But there yeah, as, like, in like a late mop, you felt amazing. You hit very, very, very hard. You mm -hmm. felt you chunked things. It felt amazing. However, when you transition into Warlords, that's when you see Warrior are probably at the worst design, pretty much almost in modern a while from Wrath on. Fury felt really bad because. You lost Colossus Smash, you lost Heroic Strike, and now your rotation is just fundamentally just not as exciting. And also, you had your filler, Wild Strike. It was a 0 .5, 0 0.75 second GCD. It threw off your game a lot, because all of a sudden, that one ability is just way faster than the rest. It, honestly, it was the worst feeling ability pretty much I've ever played since Warrior existed. It just... If, Felt like it just did nothing. You know, as a filler, it felt like you were just dumping resource. Your other abilities still costed resource, except for Bloodthirst, I believe. But it's just like, Wild Strike just felt like so out of place. They wanted to speed up the Fury gameplay, but instead of adding just like an off GCD Rage Dump, which was Heroic Strike, they just made Fury, not Fury Slash, Wild Strike 0.75 second GCD and it just felt awful. And that's when Arms was also at the lowest point, too. Arms was just literal 28 p.m. It was. No procs or anything before. Oh, yeah. Gosh. It was the that. most dull spec I've ever played. It was literally just, they took a they took arms from classic and plopped it into <laughs> warlords. That's literally <laughs> what it was. Until HFC, where you got to abuse a tier with a random stuff like that. But even then, it just still felt the worst spec to ever play. But then in Legion BFA, I think they really felt, they really hit their stride for Fury again mm -hmm. i think um at least in, in legion you had your battle cry abuse you can just abuse 100 crit chance proc you all the time with conversions of fates high enrage uptime super high mastery values so you can abuse trinkets and stuff like that like draw to souls of course fury was all about abusing that mastery and 100 crit chance all the time yeah. and then moving into bfa I prefer BFA Fury over Legion only for a few things. The two major things was one execute now generates rage instead mm. of costing. Because mm -hmm. in Legion, you would just stack Juggernaut on a boss over and over again. And you pretty much ignored Rampage until you got the Legendary Ring and started proccing a free Rampage once in a while. But yeah, it felt really bad where you only had two abilities that costed rage. And one of them was basically worthless in execute unless you got a free proc of it. And then like in BFA, they removed that, right? In Fury right now, it might be a very simple spec in BFA, but it's actually one of the most well-designed in my opinion. There's not much in-depth, but a lot of the spec just works. It just works well. You get your whirlwind that cleaves your abilities around, and that just feels really good. It still feels like a warrior, because at least for Fury, you only have the one Rage Spender Rampage, which doesn't feel like a warrior compared to like arms where it only spends rage and barely generates. But uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, BFA Fury is probably the best iteration of Fury since Legion and Mop in general. Kata and Warlords were probably the more darker times, but Kata still had its high points, especially later in the later expansion.
Yeah, that, that's... And, oh, go ahead. Sorry, go. Uh, well, but my, mine was like a button hook on that, is that some parts of the community, and this is sort of the thing that I sort of sponge up over time, either from my, from my Twitch chat or my Discord or like browsing the other class Discords or from other guests, and you just sort of summarize that out really well too, is that some parts of the community herald that Fury, just in its own bubble, is one of the potentially best iterations. Probably a couple of tweaks here and there you could imagine, but the, I, every spec could use that. But when you ask, like, the aggregate of all 36 specs, like, what is playing the best? What do you hear about is playing the best? You hear Fury Warrior, Discipline Priest, of the top two that I hear about. So it's Herald's one of the best designed specs to play in BFA. And just the way that the haste scaling overall flow works, the moment-to-moment -moment feel potentially is the best it's been in WoW. Outside of when you went way back, right, to your added utility. Because really, like, your, your DPS is one thing. But your utility is like the other half of it that you definitely have a sore spot, sore spot for. But yeah, that's just the one thing I really, uh, I think one of my guildmates said something like that. If you mm. compare, say, like a rogue or like a fury warrior in general, you can see where the difference of utility is absolutely insane. Fury has lost utility every single expansion since yeah. Warlords. Now, Warlords actually you got quite a bit. You got like Vigilance and Mass or Reflection. But then like Legion happened and you lost all the cool stuff. You lost Defensive Stance. You lost like putting on a shield and like tanking for a couple seconds. You used to be able to do that a couple of times, not too much. But like just a lot of the cool utility that Warrior used to have. You had Banners too. Banners were really fun, honestly. Sure, Skull Banner was kind of like broken. But there's still some cool things, especially in PvP where... A lot of outplay potential from a warrior where you switching stances, hitting disarms, hitting banners, yeah. hitting a mocking banner from the hunter stampede of Tauntal's pets was super cool and stuff like that. And I'm kind of glad they're coming back to the utility with re the uh, reintroduction of Shattering Throw. One of the abilities I really truly missed, and I'm glad it's back. Vil, what do you think? Do you agree, disagree? Why or why not? What are your thoughts on the dev journey too and everything that Corey has said? Oh, uh, well, at least from Legion to BFA. I think uh, Antorus Fury was very well designed. Only if you had the legendaries, though, and I guess maybe that's why they went this way. Like, right. BFA Fury is still... It's still really good, and uh, I think the built-in haste mechanic is makes the spec just so much better without that. I'm, I'm not sure if the spec would play, like, nearly as well. But uh, it is lacking some depth, I think, and... And utility, as you guys have mentioned a few times, and execute has kind of fallen off like quite a bit. It's uh, and this is for arms too, it's like a very small increase just in general when you get to execute. Whereas in Legion, it was like kind of the other way all your damage is in execute, and you did very little outside of it, right? It's, it's hard to tell what I prefer, but I think overall, I think Antorus Fury was probably my favorite iteration so far. Oh. And yeah, that's one thing. Also, one that is that execute is probably right now the weakest it's ever been in history, almost. Because hmm. for arms, uh, we're excluding cooldowns here because arms can abuse some cooldowns and make execute behave very hard. But for sure, arms, sure, sure. execute's only like a five percent increase over the regular rotation at best. And for fury, it's about five to ten percent too. It's a very hmm. weak spell compared to say warlords, where arms warrior I cast execute seven times and it's fifty percent my damage, right? 
it's a very it's a very different kind of warrior at that point because your execute is definitely not as strong it's definitely a strong thing to have but it's definitely not that all of a sudden boss hits 20 percent, and you see its health pool just chunk every single time you see an execute cast there's that's part of why or at least a little bit of why execute might feel a little bit wet noodly now and just to to put this in a bit of a parody state too like with the fire mages right now when we have their show they talk about how there's a there's a bit of a a pro and con to so much of your damage being in your cooldown window it makes your cooldown really feel incredibly valuable right so much of fire mages damage right now is in combustion so the the warrior sort of bread and butter in this discussion depending on how fury or arms is always taken to it is been execute. Now we know that more specs are getting their executes back in Shadowlands. We know that kill shots coming back for hunters. Don't know how that's gonna work for survival, but whatever. We'll find out. Is if execute was too much of your damage, then you were really it's like that was the meme last expansion. You bring an arms warrior for the last 20% of the fight. I mean just kind of like run around for the first 80% like I'm here. Don't worry I'm helping. And that was obviously a little bit too far in one direction, but you were only brought like the very end of an encounter where your damage actually shines. So I'm sure that's a dev journey that the Blizzard is still on, is how much of it matters. And now that they did that, we wanted to bring back some of the classic feel where your auto attacks meant more. I think it's almost resoundingly negative for most melee that just right-clicking on the boss shouldn't be like 40 to 50% of our damage. That's pretty lame because the game isn't balanced that way anymore. The game is balanced by doing your rotation properly and your moment-to-moment -moment gameplay decisions and how you do your A, B, and C and X, Ys, and Zs, how you layer your cooldowns when you choose them. And so much of our damage is melee is just, I right-click the boss. So that pulls damage away from your abilities. Yeah, and next is a hard thing to balance because you either make execute insanely broken and sure. their damage outside execute super weak mm -hmm. or you have the problem where sometimes say even in arms and in, in tumus argaris its damage is pretty good outside of execute phase and then execute happens all of a sudden they go from like number four and they're by far number one right and then of course you have people abusing juggernaut in and taurus where literally you know say argus is probably the best prime example for progression super long fight super long execute your free warrior already doing pretty good damage is by far the number one damage yeah just it, it wasn't even close juggernaut was a really fun trade at times but 99 percent of the time it was not it was unplayable because like you get 20 stacks and you're forced off the boss right like it's only in taurus where juggernaut fully shined and i'm glad it's gone but I'm also kind of sad where they could have designed it so much better. Yeah. But I guess that brings us over now to, uh, Vil, I'm going to get your opinions on this because you just basically played with the Legion artifact for two solid years and then they just pulled it away. And yes, that was the decision. And yes, that was the sort of the course of action for Legion. That was their special thing. But what do you miss? What do you want back looking forwards towards Shadowlands? Um, we brought this up uh, earlier, I think, before the show, but I think every Fury Warrior wants Odin's Fury back, even if it's similar to what we have right now in Dragon's Roar. Mm. Just the animation and the feel of Odin's Fury. 
Uh, I don't think any warrior is like ever gonna forget that if they played Legion. The Fury artifact itself, though, like the traits in it, um, they they really weren't anything special. It was mostly just damage increases. There wasn't really too much you could feel. There was one where you would not miss auto attacks if you're in rage, but that's the only one I can actually think of that kind of changed how you played, or uh, you could feel the difference. Okay, Corey, what what is your hopes for Bryhalinka to bring back? Other than Shattering Throw, which was only confirmed at BlizzCon, but what else you got? I mean, I would love Stances back, but I think we're too far from that point to bring them back. Oh, and gosh. Especially in Mists, they were pretty broken, because in Berserker Stance, you got more rage from taking damage, so you would intentionally just take more damage, do way more damage. But yeah, I think we're at that point where it's just too far gone to actually bring those back. But I really, one thing I really do miss from Fury and a little bit of Arms is that your abilities used to hit really, really hard as a warrior. Your crits were massive, especially for Arms. Arms abilities hit kind of like a wet noodle most of the time. But like, I really miss like playing in Warlords and we're like, I cast Execute and boom, it's like, you know, two mil damage, right? It's it feels really satisfying to hit those buttons. That's where part of Odin's Fury, why most people miss it, because yeah. it felt amazing. It just, you f see the damage, you see your damage spike up. Mm -hmm. And moving on and moving into BFA, you lost a lot of that from both specs for Arms and Fury, where execution is tune lower and all your abilities just don't matter as much because of melee hits are becoming a thing, right? Coming yeah. up 40% of your damage, right? For Fury, it's like 20% of your damage, for Arms, it's about the same. We're back in Legion, arms all attacks are like maybe 3% of your damage at best. Vil, do you agree? Do you want stances back or are you not in the stances camp? Um, I never played with them too much, really. Yeah. But I agree, Berserker stances probably shouldn't come back and it probably won't just because it did lead to some degenerate gameplay like staying in fire, like Corey said. I think defensive stance for arms baseline would be nice. Um, maybe a bit better version than what they have right now because arms is just so uh, disgustingly squishy. I think it might be the squishiest spec in the game. I haven't seen anything worse. Probably next to hunters, I imagine, in some way. Yeah, it's it's pretty weak. It has exactly zero self-healing. Yeah. yeah, at least Fury has all of the self-sustain that trickles in, and obviously that would just impact more if you get any leech on your gear, you just have, like, that Demon Hunter feel. But Yeah, as a Fury Warrior, I, I, I am invincible. I can soak seven stacks in a star and live, almost. Like, I lived the full two minutes. Yeah. I pop and rage regeneration, I'm healing my entire health bar, almost, in one bloodthirst. It's insane how tanky Fury is, yep. compared to arms where... Your defensives are one of the worst in the game. And then defensive stance is a pretty strong cooldown, but then you also gain your damage by 10%, which sucks a lot. Mm. It's a talent, right? It's only a talent. It's not baseline. It's only, yeah, a, it's talent. only a talent. Yeah. And the like, problem and... is if you have to hit defensive stance, you might as well just respect Fury. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. It's and not... then the, the whole 30 and 60 row, the defensives and mobility trees for talents for both warrior specs are absolutely horrid because for both specs at 30 it's stormbolt impending victory and double time which is two charges so you're choosing between healing a stun and mobility when the 60 row you're also choosing between defensives and mobility it feels kind of weird where like they're kind of split up 
I think that's where Warriors are the weakest, where there's just a bunch of talents that are just misplaced. Defensive ones, because like they're just like they're they're in weird spots. You shouldn't have to choose between a DPS increase and then say a stun on honestly, in my opinion at least. Because like you don't take the stun in a mythic plus, you're kind of gimping your entire team, but also you're gimping your damage if you do take that stun. And then that stun is almost just worthless forever in raids, right? You never yep. use stuns in raids all. Yeah, there's a couple of rows. I, th I think that's one of the things, too, in this whole dev journey we'll have to see is because if they just, if Blizzard just put like three mobility choices on the same tier, which we've seen before, then people just take like the best one and never spec off of it. So when they move them around a bit, it gives you options to like double up on mobility or double up on self sustaining kind of things like defensives. But then that means that either you get too much mobility. I mean, like again, double time plus bounding stride is definitely an extra lot of it but if you only could pick one of the two it changes a lot of the pacing so it is kind of weird like what should be baseline should you only really have like one choice in this category and that's that's sort of where we're at with what's what's Halenka gonna do he's the director of world of warcraft combat now that's his position it is his 100 percent job with his team to do all of this and we'll see if shadowlands is just a, really a great unpruninating or or whatnot but i guess it's the it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting too, because like you said, the thirty-six specs are pretty much all separate classes. Yep. I think Warrior is one of the few specs where few classes where a lot of abilities are actually shared, so it's probably an easier in time. Mm -hmm. Let's say like a Frost Mage and a Fire Mage, it's gonna be a hard time trying to decide what's gonna be baseline for all three specs or what's and where we remove, right? Because mm -hmm. definitely some abilities are gonna get removed in general, right? Because like your entire like as a fire mage you don't have any frost spells except like what like ice block and frost, frost Nova. yeah yeah so like what are you going to remove to have some frost abilities in there that are just baseline frost firebolts coming back yeah, yeah hopefully <laughs> yeah stuff well, like fire blast and arcane explosion too it's yeah uh, all the specs have had that stuff in the past and i just a lot of people want to see that but mm -hmm. uh, some stuff definitely is probably gonna get cut like you said well, so you, again, I got to bounce back and forth, right, Vil? I'm not trying to pick on you here, but since you're newer to the whole Warrior discussion, you have a different perspective on this. You never got to play Single-Minded Fury. And I know this comes up like Two-Handed Death Knight and Dual Death Knight for Frost, right? Same kind of discussion comes up for Fury. Is What is your take on the SMF versus TG, Titan's Grip versus Single-Minded Fury Madness? Because like does does it just is it fine that you're using two two handers, but shouldn't arms use the two hander and fury go back to like that berserker two one hander style? What is your discuss either way? In a perfect world, if they were tuned equally in like every situation, I think it'd be fine to bring it back. But uh, if it can't be tuned like perfectly, then I think they should just stay with what they have. It'd be nice if you could use one-handers just for, like, more options. Sometimes getting two two-handers with, like, current raid comps can be kind of annoying. Yep. Especially when there's, like, not a lot of melee and you just have to kind of depend on yourself to loot the weapon. So getting a one-hand option would be nice, too. Uh, I think this the way they have it right now is just better for tuning and mm. just safer. How How many one-handed weapons even get used now? Like, Prot uses one, Prot, both Prot Warrior, Prot Paladin will use one, and I, it's, like, Outlaw Rogue. 
Is that it? Uh, like, and, Fr- and Frosty uh, K Frosty now. K. Frosty K. Oh, those two. Right? DH2, DH2, yeah, but those are agility. Well, those would be agility, yeah. right? And they don't have, they don't make agility to strength ones. It's always agility yeah. weapons and strength yeah. weapons. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very weird thing because, like, even most of the time, Titan's grip is just generally the way to go because there's just more weapon damage. What's Mont the love, right? Well, there's right like now, a very yeah. few meta times. Yeah, there's just there's a few meta times where a single Mighty Fury is better. Even then, at the end expansion, you're gonna be equipping two two handers to hit super hard GCDs every time. Yeah. It's not like one of the other was faster, anyways. One just auto attacked a little bit faster. That was it. So. And a couple of comments come by in chat about, you know, why do I keep talking about ARMS and the Fury Warrior show? Well, it's got to sprinkle the both in. I literally opened the show saying that. So with that said, the follow-up to that topic is <clears throat> when do you choose or decide what to play? Fury versus ARMS, ARMS versus Fury. Is it just, is it similar to the maid situation where you play whatever does the most damage forehead? Or do you find yourself actually swapping encounter to encounter? I know, Cora, you're going, you're getting this one first because you just said that Arms is like the pinnacle warrior DPS spec. But say if if Archie and crew does Sims and say Fury does 2K more than Arms, do you just immediately go Fury? How do you decide between the two specs? Most of the time, that's the case for the past since Legion and BFA. That's been most of the case. It's either one spec is just doing more damage than the other. Um, like for mostly for Fury in Arms, like in Legion, it was basically who could abuse more things. So Arms abused Fury, uh, Focus Rage back in the early days, and then that got nerfed to the ground, and Fury got buffed, and Fury started abusing things like Coverage of Fates in its super strong tier, and it kind of went back and forth, whoever had the more broken stuff. In BFA, you actually saw a couple things that were a bit different. Arms back in old year simmed terribly low. It was the like one of the lowest sims ever. I think disc hmm. priests were almost simming as much damage. <laughs> However, you played arms because in old year you could abuse sweeping strikes, massacre, which is 35% execute, and blade storm a lot. And every single fight, you either got an insane long execute phase, a ton of two target cleave, or a ton of burst AoE, which arms was good at all three. It's still really good at two-target cleave and that kind of stuff, but it also got a little tad nerfs here and there. If they didn't nerf arms at all after Old Year, it would be probably about the same position that it is now. But back in the day, like in HFC especially, you played, as a warrior, you played both specs. You played arms and you played Fury because arms, say, was better at single-target, two-target cleave, and then Fury had better AoE. That's one thing I really hope that does come back next expansion is that... I want to play a warrior, and I want to play both specs, because that's fun. Just playing both specs and playing fights differently because you're different spec, it's just it's just fun to do. Yeah. I don't like being pigeonholed to one spec most of the time. Phil, what is your take on that, then? Oh, uh, well, this expansion has been pretty bad when it comes to swapping between specs. Really, right now, the only time you'd play arms is... Uh, very fast kills, like what we have right now, like 230-ish kills, hmm. are uh, two-target execute. But uh, since Old Deer, like he said, they basically nerfed arms like four times when it wasn't really necessary. And then for the rest of the X-Pack, or until now, it's been pretty bad. Uh, there like was I- one, sorry, Will, there's one that one weird time where you could play arms on Jaina. You yeah. could abuse 
cleaving for more rage and stuff like that. But even then, it still wasn't that much broken over Fury. And Fury was in general better overall. It was like barely better than Fury, but um, that was like the one time arm saw use outside of Old Deer. I I played it on Jaina actually too. Mm-hmm. It was like barely better than. Um, there was definitely an argument to just stay Fury, just because arm's survivability is so bad, and that's like another reason you just stay Fury too. If arms only does like one k more DPS, like why not just play Fury where you're basically a demon hunter and you can't die? Yeah. The only thing you're missing is an in is a immunity. That's it. Yep. I mean that's a couple of that comments actually scrolled by in chat though about that Fury Warrior is just a handful of things behind Havoc, so then just why not just play Havoc? <laughs> that's yeah, like the true. next step, right? It's kind of true in terms of survivability, yeah. I think Fury damage is like a little better right now, but Sure, sure. Yeah. And yeah, it's like Fury and Arms like the weird thing is too is that back in the past too, both specs had a clear niche of what they did better. And nowadays, like even though Arms is better on two target execute cleave, Fury is still not that bad at it. It still can't do it fairly well. That's the thing. That's just the one thing that happens quite often is just that. Sure, Arms might be better on this fight, but say Fury is just tankier and its damage is pretty much almost on par as well. So like, why not just play Fury and? heal your entire health bar every three seconds right well here i mean that's you it's almost like you have the notes in front of you because that's like the next topic that i wanted to bring up was going over what you choose between fury and arms in this discussion and the same kind of thing happens when i go over the pure dps's right when we cover hunters and mages and warlocks and rogues is when do you choose because if you just love playing outlaw but it's not great numerically or the, you know, shout out to anyone still playing subtlety right now. That's still like those couple of thousand parses. If you just enjoy playing subtlety and can make it work, then that's awesome, right? Then play with the spec you want to play. If you're not like super numbers focused only, but if we're bringing up numbers then and mathy stuff, and as some might say, and maybe Ville might say, my parse. <clears throat> when you look at arms and fury, what are their what 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 niche 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 quiche do they fill? Because if you could choose to play, like what what Corjo said, armed for certain fights or fury for certain fights, what encounters do they excel at? Is one more the AOE focused one? One more like I mean, it's not Legion anymore where you bring an arms warrior just for execute the last twenty percent of the fight. So I mean. Core, you sort of opened that Pandora's box, but Vil, because of the whole like number side of things and caring about that a little more, uh, at least that's what the memes say. But to give you that first, that what is what's the what's Fury strongest at? What's Arms strongest at? Well, unfortunately, right now um, Fury is better at everything except two target execute <laughs> cleave with hey, very okay. specific gear. Yeah, and that's just kind of a problem in BFA too when there's no like tier or uh, to change up the meta, which basically is what happened to Warrior and Legion. Each tier just kind of swapped between the specs. Like in TOS, Arms had an insane tier, and then in Taurus, it was Fury. Um, if the specs aren't changed, like, uh, number-wise with tuning, you just stay Fury the whole time. Yeah. Because Arms just doesn't get anything. Also, Arms... The problem with Arms, too, is not only do you need, like, two-target execute cleave, if you don't have the three custom might traits, it's just it's so bad and getting that during progression can be uh definitely kind of difficult with personal loot 
Corey, what do you have to add to that? Fury strongest add and Arms strongest add. Yeah, Bill pretty much cleared it, right? Because yeah. Fury is better at pretty much everything except for execute tar to target cleave. Arms hmm. is only really a spec because it abuses Lucid and Testamite. That's the only reason why it's barely a spec nowadays. If Lucid Dreams didn't exist, Arms would probably be doing tank damage DPS. It is so hilarious just how Lucid carries the entire spec and how many things that Arms just abuses. That's kind of history of Arms. Arm just abuses a shit ton of synergy from talents to gear to trinkets and stuff like that. It just abuses it to do good damage. Even now, you're abusing a lot of stuff and you're not really putting out that much more damage at times. Even the execute cleave, right? It's just like, sure, it's pretty good, but even then, Fury can do just as well. And especially if you're doing progression on a later end fight, it's kind of hard to get those test of my traits, especially if you start extending, right? you're sending us off, you're getting pretty much no new gear outside of Mythic Plus. So, like, if you don't have those three Tessa Might traits, you're basically not a spec. It is basically unplayable. So I had to pull up Test of Might just to make sure I know. My my only warrior is still in leveling limbo land, and I usually like playing prot. I don't, really play, I don't play the DPS warriors as much, I like tanking. But yeah, Test of Might, so it's when Colossus Smash or Warbreaker expire... Your strength is increased by 90 for every 10 rage you spent during the, I guess, the CS window in this case. Uh, how how much strength does this normally accrue? A normal test of might window outside of uh, lucid windows and stuff like that, it's probably about 6,000 strength. <laughs> with lust, no, but listen, with lust and execute you can get up to about sixteen thousand strength that's abusing lucid dreams because lucid dreams increases just doubles your rage generation right right and the refund gets refunded twice so you yeah, okay triple your strength almost in execute phase there's a reason why it's execute phase is so good because you're abusing stuff using testamite and then also you can overlap colossus smash and testamite at the same time in execute phase your executes are quitting for 150k for like three or four GCDs. Yeah, well, that's basically the build right now. Is uh, why you're seeing like more streamers and uh, people playing arms on logs. Maybe is just you uh, lucid and execute, and you have like your crit potion, you have font, you have core. You're basically just all in on that uh, that like sixteen thousand strength window with all those trinkets and potions, and you do like 150k and execute. But yeah. that's just the problem with arms too. Is like outside of that, even an execute, you do like no damage still. Yeah, it's just you're all in that window, and that window is only about 30 seconds long, and then that's it. You're done. That's all you're Well, this is... So I'm going to squish the sandwich differently on this one, because I still have another in this section, but that's because it's it's brought up in chat about 1,600. Apparently, and this is the, the comment that, that uh, the Flamor says. It's like it, the scaling issue is what it's it's aiming towards. Is... Is 1600 strength or this like you know triple stacking test of might? That's strong though, but if strength is still your weakest stat, then how is that? It's because it's an egregious amount that pushes it over. Is that why yeah, that's it's just an egregious okay. amount? Yeah, just, and, and, then you, and then you overlap that with Colossus Smash, which is a 30% increase window, and then uh -huh. you have like near a hundred percent crit chance. Yeah, that's just you're just abusing things to make that window 
if Tessa Mike gave like you know like mastery or something, with mastery be insane because you're like you well, get sixty thousand percent mastery. Yeah, but calm yeah. down there. But, yeah, but um, Armor just abuses all these things to pull out decent damage at best most of the time. Really good in short kills, but in those longer fights, you're, you're not going to see as much as an increase. Hmm. And that's the that's an interesting topic too. And bringing up the scaling discussion to open that up a little bit more. Uh, and Zeb touches on it as well in chat. I don't, I don't know. It's it's interesting to hear you use the word abusing a lot instead of something like putting the synergy of this build and this trait and this essence together to make something really work. I guess it depends on how you look at how to figure out the RPG math elements behind the scenes here that Blizzard puts together. Is that, I guess there are different terminologies that could be used, but I, I know what you mean. I think everyone listening knows what you mean as well. You're not saying that, I would say like abuse of something was like uh, old dear sub rogues on Zool. That's kind of abuse when you stacked five, six, seven, eight of them, and all it did is just shirk and storm, eviscerate, shirk and storm, eviscerate, shirk and storm, eviscerate, and they just blew the boss up four or five minutes faster than you should have, versus com you know c combining things and coupling them together to make something work, which is the RPG element. You know, it's slotting your materia. In this case, it's three tests of might and lucid dreams, right? Yeah, there, I mean, abuse and synergy can be used interchangeably in this context, where sure. I just say abuse just because that's just the word I've just been using the entire yeah. time, but they can be used interchangeably. And as someone said, said in chat is that, so the issue that there's too much synergy that overall, that the base spec has to be nerfed, hmm. that's sometimes what happens. Like in, back in the last show, is that we were on the cusp of the arms. Arms had basically only worked because it it had a lot of synergy with a bunch of stuff. When they had to break that synergy, Arms' damage was really low, and they had to buff that substantially. I think you got like an overall like twenty percent aura buff just to make it do good damage because that synergy was so strong. I don't mind them breaking up those synergies, but like it's kind of hard to break them now since like we're at the end of the tier, and they said they're not gonna rework any specs. Yeah. So that's like one thing that's kind of sucky too, with not, without having tier. But earlier, tier changed up the game a little bit. You play different talents because maybe this one talent has synergy with this. But now you're kind of just stuck with the same talents unless they get absolutely gutted. Gotcha. So the, the tail end of this bit then, I want to give you a moratorium moment. If you need to sort of send any like, no, stop that. And Vil told me this is a bit of a meme, but just to bring it up as the opening bit here, loyal to the end, this really silly Azurite trait, where you get additional mastery, plus additional mastery up to a cap for anyone else that's wearing Loyal to the End. And then whenever anyone with Loyal to the End dies, you get crit, haste, and versatility equal to the mastery bonus. And I don't know if you've ever partaken in such shenanigans in Tomfooleryville, but what's your thoughts on the whole Loyal to the End I guess someone must know about it, or it must have been developed or used somewhere before anyone realized, like, oh, this is pretty good. Um, well, the first I saw of it was, uh, I think it was honestly they did it uh, during their Queen's Court prog. They just killed, like, three people before they pulled, and then 
they had soul stones so they mass res them and they would go and everyone in the raid using loyal would have uh like all that stat increase but they fixed that yep and now it's just i see some of my guildies in chat memeing me but uh i don't think people usually do that but sometimes there's some longs you'll see that have like 30 percent of the the bonus uptime on when someone dies in a log and yeah i mean it's pretty insane just getting that and execute with like your second set of cooldowns i want to see some little to the end stacks on ret pallies and then first with the roll at the end dies to mo to activate loyal stacks on the ret pally with wings and retribution that's 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 what's up yeah that, that's the juice right the body part too. Being about loyal to the end, arms is actually unable to pick loyal to the end because the only time where it comes up in the Azrak gear that's good, it has it competes with, which really sucks because game those extra free stats and execute would help quite a bit. But it competes it's, with what? It competes with test of might. Oh well, it, it, yeah, it, it, that's just the unfortunate part. That that's also why arms wasn't played too much because you couldn't, you actually just couldn't get test of might, that test of might, loyal to the end without missing on a test of might. Yeah, you had to get three, or else you're not playing that spec. Yeah, unfortunately, the arms Ezra right now is uh, all the best pieces are from the vendor, and it's not like other specs where it's close. Like the vendor pieces are uh, like way ahead, yeah. except yeah. maybe the helmet, I guess. And you, because yeah. uh, use a trait too that's only from the vendor, meticulous scheming. It's kind of like uh, passed over by people, but meticulous scheming is like a really insane haste proc, and arms just loves haste. Yep. And you can proc it really easy too, because when you cast Whirlwind Fervor Battle, it counts as two abilities. So you can proc it really fast. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Well, but I guess that. So give you each that, that teeter totter, right? Corey, do you have anything you want to tell the Warrior community out there to just like, no, stop it? Just waggle your finger stop at it. them? Is there something that comes up that you're just like, no, this isn't a thing? Stop trying to make this a thing. Stop making Ravager a thing. It's never going to work. <laughs> that talent is used to be good. There's some meme builds you can <sighs> do with it, but man, Ravager just for for arms and especially for protection. For protection, it's been way worse for so much longer. It's actually really sad how little damage Ravager does for prot. It does like 20,000 damage over six seconds, which is one thunderclap. It's just... Ravager was not changed going to this new expansion, and it really showed how just weak it is because it's just a product of four years. Yep. Vil, what's your no stop it? Um, I guess mostly just it doesn't come up too much now anymore, but the scaling meme, like Fury scales better. Uh, it's really just coming down to tuning for the specs and like just numbers. Because yeah. you're expecting to do five percent more damage with this patch note, just yeah. stuff like that. There's no breakpoints that mean anything anymore, really. For at least for warrior, so like it's just whoever gets buffed more, whoever gets nerfed more is whoever gets played. Or has the better tier or as right whatever at this point. Zeb, you you two weapons greater than one weapon. That's not. <laughs> oh no. So then, what's evolving with Fury and Arms builds moving into patch 8.3? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna slap up this uh, this Wowhead post real quick here, and uh, I gotta ask, and YouTube comments chime in, Twitch chat, 
chime in as well if you're playing a warrior arms or fury uh how many runs of king's rest 15 pluses are you going to trudge through to try your land yourself this bad boy right there so if you already were farming getiku the cut of death from king's rest now would you farm it if it had a dragon spine trophy attached because that's a thing Core, how many of these runs are you going to have to go on to get this stupid sword? When I'm on, when I'm on World of Warcraft in patch 8.3, you're either seeing me in the raid or in King's Rest. That's it. <laughs> or living in those two places. Or Mechanon, too, because those rings are also pretty good. The rings, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you're, you're going to see me balancing between all three of those places. Pretty much nothing else. Don't need World Quest if you're just doing Mythic Plus all day. Yeah, yeah but that weapon is just... Uh... It's so disgusting. Like in my single target set, I still use a 430 base from like a Mythic 10. And that's like four months after the raid came out or something, five months. It's it's just uh so hard to replace. You need to get like a 450 weapon, I think, for it to be better. At least for Fury. For arms, uh, eye level matters a little more. Sure. Because yeah, Fury, you can toss in your offhand and your offhand damage doesn't matter as much. So you can just toss a low level with a really strong effect and call well, arms were at the eye, like five eye level, I think, beats Getaku, or about five to ten, give or take. Because you only got the one weapon, right? Right. Well, that's that's the, the interesting part about this is because the it's there's three tiers of the racing pulse effect. That'll be based on the eye level of the weapon, but obviously this is Mythic 15. So it's going to be 35 corruption at that ready. And then one of those, not that bad. That'll actually probably chip down right around to, to 10 to 15, no problem with some early corruption resistance. This won't be that bad to wear. Up to like 39 is sort of the cutoff point. Once you hit 40, that's when stuff gets a little bit icky. So wearing that much corruption won't be too bad. But I mean, this is for for casters. If you if you haven't farmed enough Balefire branches in this expansion, uh, the next Balefire branch has like the stacking Leviathan's lure in the form of the Infinite Star proc. So that's pretty. Just it's actually free damage, right? But it's going to be interesting. To see how how the corrupted gear works, there are some people saying that it's the it's a worse system replacing Titan forging. Even if eye level is now eye level again, we still have to deal with something else. But there's also your new weapon, and then let's talk about the whole build thing. Eight point three. What is this discussion about? How Fury Warrior might use like the Feral Druid staff? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The agility weapon, two-handed staff from, I think it's like the third boss, whatever, is that it has a proc is that whenever you hit an auto attack, it has a chance to do like 2% of your max HP. And that's actually really strong since Fury auto attacks a lot. Yeah. And you can wear two of them, right? Or just tossing your offhand where the damage doesn't matter. So you just beat someone with the agility staff, which already there is an agility weapon that's almost as good as a Gedeku from the first boss in Mythic EP, it's about like one or two percent behind. It's actually not that far. You can drop the, the 800 strength for super strong proc and deal a ton of damage. It also depends on the proc rate on it too, right? If it's like one proc per minute, it's going to be really bad. But if it's like 10 procs per minute, and if it scales with haste, it's just going to just proc all the time. You're doing a lot of damage because Fury also has more HP because of two weapons, two two-hand weapons. It's just amazing synergy with the spec. It's the... Uh, is it... It's the... On Zigvra, I believe yeah. is what it's called. Yeah. Auto attacks, 
Yeah, auto attacks have a 25% chance to bite the target's soul. They did nerf this, so it's obviously a, a one in four swings. Yeah. But you'll deal 2% of your health in bonus damage. And you heal for that amount. So obviously you want more healing. But how, what, what's your swing timer once you get really going on, on Fury, right? You probably swing at like one-handed sword levels with giant two-handers, so. Yeah, I think in about a three, four minute kill of a Savara, I'm getting about 200 auto attacks off. Maybe sure. a bit more if I get more haste. Yeah. Because your yeah, other... Your swing timer is about one-hand speed within Rage Up. Yeah, your other weapon, I'm trying to find it here. It's the the frontal AoE one. Devastation's Hour. Devastation's Hour, right here. Your attacks have a chance to trigger a twilight, a beam of twilight devastation, dealing damage equal to 5% of your health to all enemies in front of you. Yeah. That one's at 75 <laughs> corruption, though. Yeah, that's that's the problem, is that 75 corruption. That's a lot to ask even later on in the expansion. Wait, why is... Why is that at 75, but the Feral Druid Kitty Cat staff is 25? That must not be updated yet. I think yet. it's because it's AoE. Like, that was their intention. Mm, it's, it's like their perceived power level of it, right? So, like, the weaker ones are going to have weaker corruption, right? Sure. And the perceived stronger ones are going to have larger corruption, even though some of the lower corruption ones are better than any other weapon, right? Some of the effects, I don't feel like they really know. Right. That's are way stronger than others but maybe they do and they just haven't changed it yet oh, every single week that system changes i like it more and then i hate it more every single week we talked about that before in the show and they, they that was a design goal going into bfa again to make auto attacks i, I again we i joked about it earlier in the stream i clicked the boss why would they put 40 percent of our damage 30 to 40 to 50 percent of our damage is just clicking the boss and if you add something that then amplifies clicking the boss, it seems like that's going in... Because other effects here are actually kind of neat, right? There are some neat abilities and weapons here. Because, again, not a lot of loot in the game right now is very iconic. You don't remember much. And there are some sprinkled throughout the past expansions you remember. But I think Blizzard is trying to make you... Like, if you get this weapon, like if you get Devastation's Hour, and it just slaps... And you use it like the whole rest of the expansion. You remember that weapon. Previous expansions from now, that's their whole goal, I think. But then, yeah, kind of like the uh, Dragon Soul weapons, right? Yeah, Girth. You get Girthlack. You, you're set. You're, you're here to. Yep. But I guess I think the, the first. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go, Vil. Go for it. I was just gonna say, I think the first iteration that they had on the weapon system was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Like the. The AoE sort of especially, it's really it would be really nice for Fury because the spec is target capped uh, yeah. with how many targets you can cleave. So having like an uncapped AoE ability would be really nice. And you can notice how uh, on like the one-handed agility weapons, like for Outlaw Rogues and Demon Hunter specifically, they put a single target. Pro yep. Trying to like balance around the specs a little more with those weapons. It wouldn't be like a huge power swing, but it would be nice. And now it's just... 75 corruption you can't use the weapon until after you kill the last boss or something yeah it's also a bit of the wonder is that you're gonna have maybe 2025 corruption resistance you get your extra minor if you really pump your ap which is 10 and your cloak will get up to like 15 to 18 by the time potentially raid starts so you still can't wear it <laughs> it's you're gonna yeah. be 50 plus corruption 
right off the bat. And that's when things get starting to get sticky icky. And that's like not the good kind. So that's not how much corruption you want when you're progressing on mythic bosses. Unless you uh, just get babysat the whole raid. Maybe the damage is worth it. Yeah. Do you purify it now because the iron level upgrade, or do you sit on it because you know it comes off and is off, and yeah. you don't have many two end strength users in your raid, so it doesn't drop ever, right? Mm. And if it's usable too, that's like yeah. seventy five corruption somehow. Like you can actually use it, and it's worth. That means every single other piece of corrupted gear you have to cleanse, probably. Yes. Like you won't be able to wear any other gear. Right. You basically, or you hold on to it before when you can. Yeah, and then you just like out a weapon for a little bit, but. But there is there is a, a ceiling, right? We know, at least current values, we know how high the Legendary Cloak is to scale. And we do know that the Legendary Cloak has that new active ability where you, uh, you're you immune to corruption for a little bit, so you can sort of macro that into your cooldowns if they line up properly, so you can, you know, not get the thing from the on to come out of nowhere and slap you and kill you when you're doing your big old burst window. So there's some, like, gameplay there where you might have to deal with it if it's worth the trade-off. That's the whole point of the system, right? They want you to have a kiss curse, or this this like good and bad balance, this yin and yang. But then what they've also done is they've said, and to some specs I've heard this is not entirely genuine, or it's still being tweaked. The Azerite changeup for the raid coming up is that they have pinpointed to hopefully put your two best Azerite traits. They just given up basically. Those are just like this is what everyone's specking. Give them to them. But I was told that Cold Steel Warm Blood is on all your raid pieces for Fury. Is that correct? So you just get three raid pieces and you're just like, good to go? Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good setup next year. It's Maybe this is their intention. I know Archie has mentioned it to me. Yeah. Um, like, uh, you can get a really good setup from raid just as a starter setup. But like your best is going to end up being a mix of vendor and PvP pieces. And then for arms, it's... Um, it, I think it's going to be triple vendor pieces again, unfortunately, but we'll have really? to see too. Yeah, Matika's scheming and test might just go so well together, it's kind of hard to replace that. Dang. Well, Residuum's resetting. Thank the the devs that they finally put seasonal Residuum in. Took them four seasons of the entire expansion to make it so that you only get, well, we didn't have it at first, but still. They shouldn't have this egregious amount, so, you know, Flex isn't going to have 4 million residuum on launch day and just buy every piece of gear he wants. It'll all go away. He'll have lots of silver, though. Congrats on your silver. But, and you can't even hoard the residuum. You can't spend residuum now and hoard Azerite. People test on the PTR. If you crush it on 8.3, it gives you zero. So you can't even hold it. So they've done that. So it resets the residuum vendor. So you got to farm that up over the course of however many weeks we have going to the, the new raid. But is there a early consensus then on the what what are the, what are the what's the warrior community feeling about the corrupted system and the Azerite essence changes sort of as a overall like throw a blank on it, Corjo? What have you guys sorted together? I feel like most of us have determined that the Nazoth sword, the issues at harsh, is not worth getting for for a long time. Even it might not be worth at all because the effect it's just not that good. Because like it's only it's about two procs per minute, so it's not that much. Mm -hmm. and especially on single target, you're gonna be wanting other things. The corruption system overall is just I like and dislike so much of it. And the one thing I really heavily dislike, I don't like how the weapon effects can roll on gear. That's the one thing I wish they just removed completely. Hmm. 
think the first iteration of the weapons was just yeah pretty solid. You can maybe put a little more corruption on AOE weapons, but 75 is just ridiculous. Like as they have it right now, I I think Fury and Arms are going to play exactly the same, honestly, and use even the same gear like that's what we were talking about. It's also somewhat weird too, is that at 75 corruption, and the weapon isn't unique. You, you'll never be able to wear two of them though. You just can't. Probably never ever. Yeah, you just it's impossible. You'll be at a hundred even with even if you ever got like seventy plus corruption resistance somehow if it scaled that high, you still couldn't. You'd put two weapons on, you'd be at a hundred corruption, and you would have all the debuffs, all of them. So you just have you can only have one, just that extra flavor. I mean that's why you can you know your offhand will be the Getiku, the cut of death. See, yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't want to farm has to be one of the most miserable dungeons to be put in there too, right? You can't be like, you know, a tall desire where you can run a place in 15 minutes. It's a place in King's Grass in one place. It's a spicy dungeon. Vil, do you have anything you wanted to add to what you've sort of gotten either from, from your guild perspective or from the warrior community about the 8.3 systems coming in? I think the corruption is alright. Hopefully they do go back on the weapons. Unfortunately for Warrior, it's looking kind of lame. Just no changes, basically, in how you play. Uh, you might have like a little more haste from that one miner that gives you haste when someone uses an essence. But other than that, I think Warrior's going to be basically the same. Hmm. You probably still play Fury, too, unfortunately. like Unless you get really lucky and loot the specific guys, right? Uh, yeah. I don't see how you can play arm. Is anything changing with your guys' essence layout, though? What's your new third miner most likely going to be? What's the, the scuttlebutt on that? The lethal strikes one, where it's like the crucible miner, but does like it probably procs more and execute. I think that's the yeah. one where people are going to use the most. Other than that, the, the other ones are just not that great. Like the one that, you know, it has the chance to, when you, has a chance to like reduce the cooldown of your major essence. Yeah. Problem with the essence right now for Warrior is that. They line up with your cooldown super well. Okay. So if you desync it, you're kind of, you're just sitting on it. You're not doing anything with it. For arms, you can probably see that and you can get more lucid windows because you don't need the blaze from after a lucid window always. But yeah, you're probably not going to be using anything new and interesting. Honestly, the specs are playing the same the entire expansion. I did read from some of my mathy crafty friends, and this is in the newest build. I want to say. They're still trying to figure it all out, but I guess Condensed Life Force was also nerfed again recently. Blizzard is definitely trying to push people away from just all using Condensed Life Force. There was something around, like its attack modifier string was lowered, so it'll just attack slower. Like the actual Rocky Boy will attack Yeah, it's still 25% slower. Yeah. And they lowered the damage debuff from the 5% to 3%, if I'm not mistaken. So that was the previous nerf. But I think they're scared of 20 condensed life forces plus lust windows because the healers and tanks can use the other essence to pull a DPS essence off of someone and they can all just use CLF. So they definitely had to nip that in the bud, I suppose, because that would be a yeah. huge raid jump in damage if there were 20 of them out or whatever reason, if that even was the, the strat to use to be like a huge push. Yeah. And there's also that one essence where it increases your essence damage of your all your raid members by like 20% something like that. So combo with that 
and then you use that one essence miner which reduces the cooldown of condensed life force yeah in some ptr testing i saw some one minute 30 cooldown condensed life forces oh and just like yeah it it, it can get pretty lucky that's the, the extreme though and as lucius character just said in twitch chat is that clf just has everything you want it's true it just has damage increase and haste like what what spec doesn't like that honestly pretty much almost if you can't abuse lucid or vision perfection you're using that yep we had the boom control recently and they're basically stuck to vision procs right because actually gives them more of that rotational change with both resources and damage and that whatnot so they haven't actually ever really done the the lineups and also depends too it sort of either it lines up with you on like a, a one three six or whatever, like on the pull, or it gives you a, the desync where you get like that every so many cooldowns. You get like the big three minute window coming back around with CLF. So I think they're trying to pull people away from only using it to give you the to play the ones that actually have more gameplay elements. I know at least in the uh, the enhanced shaman community, I heard the rumblings of blood of the enemy as the main. Because it's just like that that huge blast and that moment to moment where you can combine it with things like Sundering or Ascendance for the first little bit is really strong. So, and that has gameplay rotation, right? Other than just like hitting a three minute cooldown, boop, damage. So, yeah, you might see some blood of the enemy from Fury Warrior. Oh. It's already yeah. really good on AoE and a single target's not too far behind. Hmm. And it's pretty. It's a pretty engaging uh, essence overall, I think, because like it really maximizes that first five seconds. Yeah, uh, you can definitely see it on a few fights uh, next year, just from what I've been looking at, like testing wise. Yeah, you played it on a few fights this year, even so. Hopefully, we we'll get to drop CLF for a little bit. Arms will probably stick with Lucid Major though. Don't really see yeah. that changing. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's definitely replaceable. There's Actually, a build where you might play Lucid Major is Fury, and you use the essence where your CD gets reduced or your yeah. essence gets reduced. But um, yeah, that's just that comes down to numbers. We'll have to see. It's kind of possible though. We'll have to definitely wait and find out uh, till 2 a.m. before the patch drops, either on maybe January 7th or January 14th, when you guys will all jump in and uh, and figure things out. I suppose when Archie wants to to yeah. get get the crew going at uh, working on what the, all the changes are because we won't really fully know. We don't even have a launch date yet. We're probably not going to get the launch date for the expansion until probably after the holidays. But yes, is there, they were just more raid testing, so they're still percolating away. But early to mid-January, most likely. Raid probably end of January, if not early February. And hopefully Shadowlands Alpha Beta end of March, early April. That's that's the that's the the wonder there. And we'll get to start seeing what they're... What Halinka... Is working on. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. I played a lot of BFA beta and mm. BFA beta and alpha, and, and I remember going throughout the beta and alpha. I'm like, wow, this game is actually getting worse and worse as we progress through the beta. Oh, it's actually no. kind of apparent. Because, <laughs> like, oh, look, all these cool new changes, right? And then you actually start playing it, and then, oh, here's new GCD changes. Yeah. And, oh, here's some other stuff that's removed. It, it, it progressively felt worse and worse. Mm -hmm. But I hope with Shadowlands that it progressively gets better and better and they listen to feedback. Yeah, we'll definitely see. I'm going to do my damnedest as well. I've been doing this the past couple of expansions to help funnel information and, and bug fixes and this doesn't work and that doesn't work and offer some suggestions from the outside looking in. But it'll be a lot, lot to, to, to go through for sure. 
But chat, if you have any questions for our guests in a few moments, you can start throwing those out there. Copy pastas potentially, but my guests can step away for a moment if they need to take a quick break. Because we're at like that midsection of the show. It just like the it just goes, right? And I want to make sure I give another quick shout out to the supporting the show, the stream, and everything in between over on the show's Patreon page. Thank you very much to those of you that are out there at the credits tier and higher, so you're seeing on the screen right now. But of course, if you want more of the show, and there is more of the shows, and if you want to go behind the scenes a little bit on that, then that's links down below here on Twitch, or of course, link down below on Patreon uh, for the links for it on YouTube as well in the description box. But if you also miss part of the show, everything gets archived on the show's YouTube channel. Links down below, as they would be. Additionally, uh, as of a couple weeks ago now, Final Boss TV is on Spotify. Should still be working. I hooked that all up a little while ago. You just go to Spotify and just search Final Boss TV, all one word, capital F, capital B, capital TV, and that should pop up. Additionally, of course, has been on Google Play Music and Stitcher Radio and iTunes. So if you want to listen to the audio-only versions of the main show there, or of course the archived version of the live show itself with video and everything on YouTube. But with the holidays, of course, right around the corner, hopefully you aren't holiday shopping right now. But if you are, the show is sponsored and partnered with Corsair and Elgato. There is a discount code, and you can grab yourself some, some free standard shipping, of course, and up to 10% off on Corsair bits and pieces and Elgato gear. But if there's a better, if there's a better, you know, gifted code or discount out there, use that one. But if you at least navigate to the websites to look at things, or if you're looking for any things for your upcoming build, I know I have a huge build on the horizon here that I will be putting together and live streaming the entire thing. So you can see all the stuff. I've got a new case, got a new keyboards. I'm using the, the keyboards and mouse headsets and stuff right now, but I'll be back to using, this is the new Virtuoso here. Got it sitting right next to me, but I'll be using that with my new GoXLR. I've got my new coolant, fan, mouse pad, memory, power supply. I've actually got, I think this is the model I have. I'm not sure. I've got the liquid cooling going on there. But if you're looking for everything, I was a fan of Corsair before I partnered with them about a year ago now, and I have enjoyed the entire experience. And of course, it goes to support what I do here and keep going. If you get something for yourself, then it helps me out in the long run. And I've got a whole bunch of the Elgato bits and bobs as well. I've got to set up my stream deck and get that going. I'm actually going to show you, i got to install my new green screen. But I've got these fancy key lights. i got to do all this stuff. And I'll stream all of that fiddling to get that all going here. Coming up uh, this week, end of this week, should that be all streamed. But that is a way you can support the show, the stream, and everything between what I do here on the internet. But... There is still one more way. And if you, you've seen this before, I'm wearing my my grandpa's, like, not my grandfather's, I bought this specifically, but the whole Florida man meme. This is, like, totally a shirt that I could see people just, like, fishing in out here. But if you're looking for apparel and other things of that nature, of course, there's a whole bunch that the my patrons are actually getting soon. There's a new custom shirt that we made for them, and they're getting to pick multiple different ones from the past, uh, last season worth of shirts. But the Design by Humans Final Boss TV store, there have been a lot of huge discounts due to Black Friday or due to the holiday sales as well. 
but I work with a lot of artists to create designs. These are the design page. If you're actually looking at, say you're looking at the uh, little queen image or something like that, or you want to do one of the, the battle Azerite days shirts, you click on the shirt and then you can customize it and put the different, there's different fabric types. You get different colors. You've of course got the different styles of shirts between t-shirts and tank tops and hoodies and v-necks and there's the unisex cut and there's the different, there's like two or three different cuts for girls and ladies. You can go check those out. They are different size charts and all this madness. This is just the front page. They're not only t-shirts. Not only t-shirts. Everyone thinks like they're only in Chanel. You click on them and you go from there. But a couple of these designs are going to be retiring soon. But if you'd like some physical stuff, this is getting replaced with a different all-over shirt. This was sort of this, this joke one, but there's new art for that one. And I'm probably going to retire the Fate of the Titan all-over shirt, because as this expansion moves beyond. But all the different designs by Fabelina, all the little final bosses, those are her designs we put together. With the uh, the newest ones being the Anduin and Pupper Greymane, and then the little queen version of Ajara. We might do one with Nazoth, little tentacly squid head boy. I'm not sure. Holidays are busy. She's busy. And I'll update you guys when I make something, if I if it does, and you'll see it. But those are ways you can make the, the show keep going. Again, no show next week as I'm doing the holiday build, time off, everyone is doing their own thing kind of deal. The last Sunday of this month will be the year-end special, which I'm trying to make not a WoW-focused show. So we'll see if I can make that a thing. And then we'll keep chugging along with the spec shows come the new year. We may not get through all of them depending on when the beta starts. Just as like a, a note, an FYI. There's not that much time left because once the alpha and beta coverage begins, if you've been around this channel before, I do a huge amount of spec testing and that'll take priority. And then I'll, I'll wiggle in some, some beta shows as well, try to get other people's opinions on what they've been testing and what's been going on there as well. So... That's where we're at because the 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 huge mountain of doing every single specialization show, 36 of them. We may not get through all of them, but I'll definitely try. But obviously, Shadowlands information will take priority. So, question time. I've got some rapid fire stuff. Uh, core, second half of the show, are you going to sing for us or still no? Nope. Dang it. Dang it. Uh, but let's see. If you have any questions about Fury Warriors or Arms Warriors, real or meme or otherwise, I have some rapid-fire things on here. Again, my, my preface that was, what Discord class community... Which Discord class community do you, either of you think, has the best maymays? Core, what do you think? Which one? Demon Hunter, by far. Yeah, Demon Hunter is... Oh, both of you said... <laughs> I was... Yeah, like I already had it in my head, Demon Hunter instantly. Demon Hunter. It's that's, ran by Kib, right? Who's just he lives in that, doing that stuff. That's giving Kib too much credit, though. Damn. I also really? have a shit post channel that needs to get purged like every day because it's so uh, spicy. Where on the Demon Hunter Discord? Yeah. yeah. Not in Skyhold, though. Hmm. No, 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 that would never uh, be in Skyhold. Yeah, that, uh, that Discord channel is kind of a cesspool, almost. Hmm. Dang. Well, that was a unanimous one. I don't know if chat has anything different to add, which one they think is the uh, the most memeiest one. But 
while a few questions percolate. Which, Vil, what is your favorite War Swords of the Valajar artifact appearance from Legion? Uh, personally, I like the, the PvP one a lot. I think it's... Yeah, Storm Breath. Storm's Breath, yeah, Storm Breath. The only problem with that is that it doesn't go with, like, any set, unfortunately. Is it, is it, is it because of the way it looks or the color palette you have? Or? Um, the one you have on stream right now, especially that black, red, and white one. Yeah. I really like it, but yeah, it just doesn't go with anything. There's <laughs> no sets I really match. Oh, damn. It's definitely a cool looking sword. Core, what's your favorite? It's gotta be the axes, which is like the Dragon Slayer's Edge, I think it's called. Yeah, the this is like the hidden appearance. Yeah. It's like like it's kind of got that Gorhal esque look. A little bit. Yeah. So I just, I just axes are my favorite kind of weapon, and so that's just what I use mostly. In the the pink one, kill one thousand enemy players after unlocking it. This is like some cyberpunk color scheme going on right now. Yeah, it's very interesting. It doesn't match anything. But actually, no, it wouldn't match the Warlord set too much from the first three season set. But it's definitely out there, and I hope it matches something soon. Because I really like the blade on it. Definitely some really cool looking swords. They All of the versions still sheath on your back, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, they're pretty awesome. We haven't really seen... There's a couple of sword models or weapon models in BFA that are like, oh, dang. But the art team definitely outdid themselves in Legion. And it's good that they... It wasn't matter for you as much because you can transmog to any of them because you're just using two-handed weapons the whole time. But uh, they loosened a bit of the transmog restrictions so you can actually put these over everything. I know uh, Feral Druid and Guardian Druid had a problem with that for a little while. And Casters with Wands had a problem, but they've fixed that so you can still use them. Because they're super iconic to keep them in your uh, your transmog pocket otherwise they would just go away they would just gone gone very very neat this weapons this has been uh, pretty lackluster there's some cool ones so like one that comes up a lot is the plundered blade of the northern kings from it's like the big black and uh, white sword yeah 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 it's a val then, valkyr weapon they used to go for like yeah. half a million gold beginning of the expansion yeah, and that's like 5k at most, probably. Oh, yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> Yikes. Yep. Now let me see here real quick. There was a couple of questions that came in. And um, oh, yeah, I mean, I gotta give Gorehal at least a shout-out here. Do you... I have your armories pulled up, but neither of you put them on. Do either of you actually have the Tusks of Manoroth? Because Korja's not wearing them. Um, I... If you go to my kills, I have probably about four or five hundred on my warrior alone. Just no, they haven't dropped for you then? Just haven't dropped. Gorhal, how many kills did you take to get the, uh... The shoulders? Oh, check, I get to vote. Is Vils, female blood elf, like fiery, part of the problem with the, the fiery crown? Got those dual tesselachs, or we got the big old Maghar orc boy. This Corjo's warrior. You could decide which one looks more warriory. 
There was something I gotta scroll back. I think I got them back in the Legion pre-patch when there was like not much to do. It took me like 70 kills. It wasn't too bad. Definitely like way under uh, average. Oh gosh, what? To get Tasalak? <laughs> I know, to get the shoulders. Oh, to get the shoulders. Oh, you have them. Oh. Yeah. Wait, 70? Uh, yeah, I was pretty lucky. Yeah. I just logged out. If you want to refresh it, that's what I, uh, that's what I use when I have them on. You, um, ah, see, there you go. There's the, the, the proof in the pudding. What, what, what? Okay. Googles. Got the Googles on. Sure. Yeah, I'm a Gargles fan. <laughs> and that stu huge, stupid challenge mode sword. It's actually like anime size. Complete nonsense. But what, you just made a lot of warriors very angry. I hope you realize that by saying you got the, the shoulders in 70 kills. Because I have people in the chat that did hundreds. Yeah, Gorehouse did yeah. 478. There was a bug in Legion 2, or probably about Tumas Hagaris era, where you could just farm your own instance over and over again, like have an alt with lockout and invite them to its own group and a lot of things. Yeah. But a cool thing, a cool thing, but a thing you could do is that you could leave the group before you kill Garrosh. You could loot him and bonus roll every attempt. So you take out two attempts. You can do it over and over and over. It's a very weird bug. One of my friends got tusks in about three days when he did that. Yeah. So this sort of, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier about how the game is currently balanced, but uh, Northern Man wants to know, it kind of ties in two different topics. Ties in some single-minded fury versus Titan's grip, and ties in the whole white damage right-clicking the boss. How much actual auto attack white damage is contributing to your overall total DPS's fury, and would even using two one-handers, in theory, he says, equal that amount, or would it be just way different? Because you'd attack faster with two one-handers with the amount of haste killing you have, but would that not be as much? as the slower hastened just big two-handers. Hard question. Um, yeah, I've never really tried using a one-hander so far. Well, you can't use one-handers right now because you're, you can't guess ability. But um, yeah. it, it'll probably be fairly even. Fairly is the key word here because like, it depends how fast your all attacks can get. If they get stupid fast, you could probably get probably relatively even damage, like casting double the amount for like half the damage. That's a hard question to, to answer because especially how since like weapon damage is a thing too, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just if you could if you could equip two one-handers in theory, it's probably about even it probably just due to RNG how many all attacks you miss. Because the Fury just all misses all attacks because it's dueling, right? But it's probably fairly even, give or take. Well let me I'm looking at Lady Ashvane parses. Looking at the the top ten here, at least. Who who should I click on to see how much white damage they're getting? I want to actually see what your auto attack amount is. Uh, go to Falu. Falu's a good player. Yeah. I don't, not 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 Kalaid. No. Oh. Not Kalaid. No. So let me look here. This is a Lady Ashfan kill. Just about four minutes. This is recent. Let me, where's the note? Yeah, November 13th. So about a month ago. Big, big parse, actually. This is like fourth, third or fourth. 
But let me see. Just because now I'm curious. Is... And again, we keep... Rampage. 24.3% of his damage. Melee. 10%. 10.13% overall damage, beating out Bloodthirst and everything else. So, quite a bit. Yeah, it's fair. It's quite a bit for Fury. Because so, it auto-attacks so much, but it still does miss auto-attacks here and there. So, mm -hmm. like, a fair amount. If it do, if they did all hit, uh, melee would be way higher. Yeah, 20% miss. was in Legion. 10%. Yeah, yeah Fury... Um, all attack quite often back in Legion. It, it, the damage did was pretty high for a few auto attack damage. It's kind of bonkers to see like execute and cut of death are actually not that far apart. This is a weapon. Yeah, it's yeah. so ridiculous how much damage that is. And it's just above the Guardian of Azeroth alone. It'll be anywhere from like two to eight percent of your damage usually. Yeah, with the higher high level one, like a four fifty, probably like eight, like maybe the eight to ten percent range if you get. Right. And gone down a little this tier in terms of auto attack damage just because uh you have random stuff doing like a ton of damage. Like uh CLF, Pink Pod, mm -hmm. uh Benthic. Yeah. yeah, that's just another problem with strength too. Like strength doesn't help any of that. Let me see. I'm trying to read through chat here, just double check. Open able to transmog different appearances together. That would be cool. Because I was when I was looking at the artifact weapons, you have to do the same. Like you have to dual wield the swords. But what if you could put, you know, one version of your artifact in one hand and the other in the other hand, so you could dual wield two of them? So some people yeah, like that cool. that desynced look. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I know you can transmog one regular one, one regular weapon and one artifact weapon. Yeah. You can't have two of the same artifact because it'll just switch both. Yeah. How about? Uh, do you, either of you, have any Fury or Arms Warrior macros or, I guess, add-ons that you'd suggest to other warriors who are trying to step up their gameplay to also utilize or look into? Anything that, like, possibly, like, you know, use this or get this or I suggest, bleh. Um, The only macro I'd say is, like, absolutely necessary if you want to grief less is... Uh, into your charge, you can macro or cancel Bladestorm. It's really good for arms, too, especially because your Bladestorm is like six seconds, five seconds. So if you need to cancel it, you just hit your charge button, and you can do something else like kick or stun. Yeah, canceling yeah. your Bladestorm happens quite often in Mythic Plus. For Fury, it's not a big deal because your Bladestorm is only like really one to two seconds long. But for like arms, canceling Bladestorm is fairly, it's a fairly nice tool to have. The damage from Bladestorm isn't that high, so you're not missing out too much. Especially if you need to kick in an emergency. But that's like the only macro you really need. A really nice one too is uh, execute hover macro. Is that it executes wherever your uh, mouse is hovering over. So that's really nice. So you don't have to switch off the switch off to an add, execute, and then switch back into the boss. It's just you just hover over with your keybind for execute. Okay, that's a pretty good one. No, um, no add-ons you use in particular. I'm sure there's, you know, there's weak aura suites and things of that nature, but was there anything else that really came up? If, if your weak aura suite doesn't have a, a swing timer, uh, it doesn't matter for Fury because Fury swings so much, but for arms, you definitely want a swing timer. Still do, yeah. huh? 
Yeah, because you can still auto attack and then you don't have enough rage. You can still run out and charge. So that's still very much a thing. And it's pretty oh wow. It's a pretty important thing to do, honestly. You don't need to do as much as an XQ because you do have enough rage there, but like you should be charging almost fairly on cooldown when you can as arms. Even those charges like a two to three percent. It could just help you plan your rotation too. Like you need some mortal strike on cooldown, but yeah. Uh, whirlwind's your filler, so if you have like 35 rage, can you whirlwind here and then you're gonna swing, you can mortal strike when it's up and not miss one. And just stuff yeah, like you, that. you know when you're getting rage, so you know when you can spend a lot more or know when you need the reserve. Mm -hmm. And then other than that, just weak wars to track your rage and other cooldown, stuff like that. Okay. I didn't know. I thought that was. Was that Warlords into Legion or Legion into BFA where the discussion came up about arms charging in combat between swings was looked at kind of degenerately, like not part of the rotation or Blizzard. It wasn't like a, a planned thing because they had made... Going them... into Warlords, that, that came a thing because they added yeah. Juggernaut, back, an old Juggernaut where you could charge every 12 seconds of every 20. Sure. And then there was double time where you could charge every every uh like two times in 20 seconds mm -hmm. it's a charge system but that double time is that you could only get charged only from out of combat i think it wasn't like that they made it so you couldn't just abuse charge over and over and over again okay but actually if and if arms actually was able to do that the spec actually would have been more fun to unfortunately i think that's why charge still has the dead zone and you have to be like eight yards away to charge so yeah it's not like Demon Hunter where you can just fell rush any time, but it gives you like no resource. It just does little damage. So they're fine with like not having a, a restriction on. Okay. On really big bosses, really big hit boxes, it's it's all charges super yeah. finicky. Yeah, especially at Stormall, you couldn't you you couldn't charge me from that boss. Basically, you charge the ads, but that's all you could do. So I have to go. I'm going back in time real quick here because the question came up about what are your thoughts and opinions from Tetra on new versus old recklessness? And I actually had to Google and try to find, I'm still digging through this one real quick here to find what the, yeah. So old recklessness, I had to go back to a Mr. Pandaria talent calculator. Tetra asked like mop era. Recklessness was an instant cast, three minute cooldown. Grants your special attacks an additional 30% chance to critically hit. Lasted 12 seconds. So that's the old wreck. Three minute cooldown. 12 second duration. Only 30% more crit on your special attacks only. Compared to today. Where we know that recklessness is... Go over to class real quick down here. So you go berserk. Increasing all rage generation by 100%. Granting your abilities a 20% increased critical strike chance for 10 seconds on a 90 second cooldown. 1.5 minutes. Yeah, this current version of Recklessness is just better than Mop Era. However, Warlord's Era Recklessness was a tad different. It increased your critical strike and your critical strike damage by like 20%. That, I think, was actually the best iteration of recklessness mm. still three minute cooldown but the crit damage is just a nice, really nice flavor thing to have at, at some points sometimes too because when you pop in and execute your harder hits just hit harder and it makes crit more valuable 
Nessa though, and that's like a weird thing because like back in Legion two, you had Valkyrie, which made crit absolutely worthless because right. it was up all the time. But like that critical strike damage increases critical strike value a bit higher because those crits just mean more. Hmm. Did you? you it's definitely you want to like cap out at like some weird percent, like seventy percent, so you don't over cap on that critical strike damage. But right. that critical strike damage it feels really nice. Yeah, did you even stack crit back then? Do you, do you, um, I don't remember. In mop, you definitely stack crit. Crit was your best stat by far. You got like fifty percent if you could, right? And then in warlords, it was like crit and versatility. Crit had a lot of interactions with fury in general. It, it triggered enrage back in the day. Now it doesn't. Crit was just an important part because it made your DPS rotation faster and your harder hitting abilities just hit harder. And of course, it had synergy with recklessness. And then Legion turned it upside his head where it made crit absolutely worthless. Yeah, Bloodthirst back then, 90% weapon damage, plus the main hand damage, restores all your health. Bloodthirst has a double the normal chance to be a critically, to, to critically strike. What does Bloodthirst read now? It just deals damage based on some weird, crazy attack power, yeah. high level and um, weapon damage formula, and then just does damage and heals you. Generates Oh, it generates 8 rage. Yeah, then it's like a 30% chance to trigger enrage. It's on a different passive. Oh, it's on the a... enrage passive. Oh, gross! One of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the rampage always enraged you too. So that's yeah. the reason why they took that away because the rampage is the always guaranteed version. Basically, they that, that's right. They gave bloodthirst the chaos strike treatment where they had a flat amount because when it had a crit synergy, it basically made crit your only stat you cared about. Same thing with with uh, havoc last expansion with chaos strike. But now Chaos Strike just has like that 40% chance to refund or something. So it basically just has 40 crit in it. And Enrage has 30% crit in it. And Rampage always enrages you. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Going way back. I had to dig this website up. Yeah. It's hard to find older versions of spells now. Because like even sometimes you pull up the website and half the links. Yeah. These are, these are pretty okay so far hovering over certain ones your old mastery just increases your damage when you were enraged but had nothing else because you didn't have the haste synergy you have with like the no. baseline stuff now so yeah which is that's the enrage that passive better. yeah so i have one here if you weren't playing a dps warrior vil what would you dps as Um, just in general, like, going to the next tier, you think? Yeah, it's like, if you, like, tomorrow you couldn't, if you log in, you couldn't play your warrior, what would you DPS as? What's your... Uh, your probably as a Demon Hunter or a DK. Whoa. If I had to pick between some other melee, I'd try to stay away from range. Ah, okay. What spec of DK would call you, though? Would it be Frost or Unholy? Um, usually just whatever is better. I think uh, people are saying Frost for next year, maybe Unholy in some fights. Yeah, I mean, Frost, it's it's actually kind of funny. Frost and Unholy sort of have a similar back and forth that Arms and Fury do. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely some interesting to the dual class and the two-hand class. And the dual-hand class or two-hand class. Unholy has a lot of garbage with their pet right now. We talked about that on their show. Where like too much or too little damage and interactions their pet, but you guys don't have to worry about that. But uh Corey, what would you play if 
you weren't playing warrior anymore what would you dps as probably the same as Vil, probably a dk or dh or maybe even a shaman <gasps> maybe up? a shaman because i played a bit of enhanced this this expansion this wasn't that bad right but even then i probably don't know the glory days of enhanced shaman i don't know soul cap and stuff like oh yeah, those <laughs> Fire Nova, Soul Cap, Fire Nova. Garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. one of those three. I would stick to melee. I, I, I don't like ranged. Every single time I play a ranged character, I, sometimes I, I, I start right click the melee. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm stupid, right? You don't need to do that. <laughs> it's, it's just something I just will never ever play. Uh, what you said about the pet thing too. Yeah. Um, I play in holy a little bit in our all raid right now. And now that now that you uh, mentioned the pet thing, I definitely would like to play Frost more because mm. yeah, that pet definitely does some weird stuff. I like summoned it on Behemoth while you we were crossing to the other platform, and it just sank to the bottom. And then I had to wait to resummon it. That's like Never. all pets in general. I think they they got a little bit deeper in the fact that there's there's weird travel time on Dark Transformation, and there's some like some very finicky min maxing with trying to get your energy and certain abilities to line up when you dark transform that actually can impact its damage, of course, and your damage because of the wound system. There's, there's like extra little layers that at some point you're like, that's kind of interesting. But then when you get like down to figuring out and actually playing it be smooth, they said it's, it's actually gets very kind of not, not great. Yeah. So, it's very tedious. And yeah, you know, that's the, the pet AI the pay AI just doesn't work half the time, right? Especially yeah. ENR, right? I just remember everyone just bitching and complaining about that dismiss their pet and resummon it because it just didn't follow them or just sunk into the ground for no particular reason. Yeah. Just uh, a quick one-off here is I had a question to walk me through your opener as a Fury Warrior, but I think to, to precede that, because, again, stuff from 8.2, 8.25 isn't totally updated, and it's things sort of osmos before 8.3. Uh, Vil, what, what's, like, your build? What's the build you run on Fury right now for most of the time? What's what's the talent setup? Just slap that down for me real quick. Uh, right now, it's Endless Rage, Double Time, Sudden Death, or Furious Slash. Furious Slash is, like, the piercing will target you'd play on Savara or maybe like Ashrain or the other uh, first few boss on something like Ashara you would play a Southern Death just because more cleave mm -hmm. and then generally you take War Paint just more DR and Carnage Dragon Roar and Siege Break so this was this okay and you hit the two things that I wanted to bring up and part of the whole opener discussion here is that you have Dragon's Roar 35 second cooldown. You have Siege Breaker, 30 second cooldown. You have sort of like the building up to the Rampage window and playing around, not necessarily playing around the Bloodthirst window as well, but then you have Recklessness, which is a 90 second cooldown. So they do line up eventually, but like why is Dragon War a 35 second cooldown? Does that actually play into the rotation? You have a lot of small rotational mini cooldowns, I would say. And is that does that work? Is it working out fine? It's not uh, clunky, as the internet would say. The like extra cooldown on Dragon War isn't usually too bad. Like the extra five seconds in dungeons, you tend to line them up, and on single target, you kind of just 
follow the priority, and when Dragon War comes up, even if it's like out of Siege Breaker, it's fine. But yeah, on AoE, you, uh, you try to pair them up for sure. Okay. And then Korja, with this this in mind, what's sort of like the what are your what's your opener look like when you charge that boss? What's your order of operations? So if you're just running CLF, you just pop CLF right before the pull, right? And yep. then you would charge your reckless at the exact same time because double regeneration, more rage, earlier rampage. Then you siege breaker, and then you want to build to the first rampage as fast as you can, which might be right after the siege breaker, or you might have to hit bloodthirst because your all attacks can miss. It's a bit of variance there, here and there, right? If you miss your all attack, you have to hit bloodthirst. If you don't hit rampage, and then you just kind of fall to priority. You hit your bloodthirst, hit your dragon roar, and just you just go on the priority, just go up and down over and over again. Dragon roar isn't that of important ability to hit in cooldowns on single target, like Vil just said. It's just you kind of hit it whenever you just hit it, right? Your goal is just to hit as many, as few, sorry, whirlwinds as you can, or your filler, or if you're slash, you know, talented, because your filler is just you not hitting harder abilities that generate more range. So you just want to follow that priority. And just keep hitting as many rampages as many rampages as you can while trying to keep as much enrage up time as you can. Sometimes you might hold rampage for a couple seconds because say you just got enrage from bloodthirst, right? So you don't need to cast rampage immediately. You can hit maybe a bloodthirst and a raging blow and then hit rampage. Okay. And how about again, Vil, since you have the last expansion, this expansion sort of the most fresh for you and your older experience and you can see sort of what you had as baseline talents and sort of coupling off what northern man said in chat is could you name some talents that are already shared between arms and fury that should just be baseline and i'm going to stare right here at this middle one in the 45 row called sudden death just gonna look at this one but do you have any ideas on what should just be shared across the board between the two specs uh, between the two specs, yeah, I think Sudden Death is iconic enough uh, that it could be baseline for both specs. It's not, like, insane for arms, but for Fury, it's pretty nice. It's mm -hmm. just uh, it's just something people have had over the years that they like a lot. Uh, Bladestorm could probably be baseline for both specs, too. It already is for arms, and for yep. Fury, it's, it's a solid choice. Like, you can take a Mythic Plus. I saw someone in the chat said that. And you can play it on some fights in Raid, too, even. Other than that, I don't really see any damage talents that uh, should be baseline. Definitely should have Shockwave baseline again. I know everyone wants that back. So yeah. we get some utility and probably double time, too. It's just something similar to what Demon Hunters have. You know, AoE stun baseline and two charges baseline. Like, they have a lot, obviously, but I don't think that's asking for too much. If they're not going to, because Blizzard obviously doesn't want all like the crazy AoE stud meta to come back. If anything else, kind of this button hooks to what Cora said earlier, that I, I, Stormbolt should be your baseline stun then in this, in this regard. At least yeah. have you something, because right now you have the charge micro stun root thing, and that's it. That, the, yeah, just a root, that's it. That's yeah. all you got. It so, feels really bad choosing between double time and, and, uh, Stormbolt. Stormbolt, especially Mythic Plus, right? Because yeah. then you're like, oh man, I'm just, I'm walking into this fight, right? It feels awful. Yeah. So we've come to it then. Some soapbox time, some closing shout outs, remarks, any, anything else you want to leave the community with? Any wondrous bits of wisdom 
or anything you would like to sort of rant about to get off your chest and the warrior side of things. Vil, I'm gonna go to you on this one first. Do you have anything you wanna go for it? I think arms just need some love, something. If uh anyone out there is listening. It's just so painful to play right now in some fights where you can just die. Mm. I think it's like a fine spec design wise, but it's just so squishy. And if you're thinking that you're close to dying on a fight, just play Fury. Don't play Arms and <laughs> Greed. Oh no. What else you got? Anything else? Is that like your your pinpoint? I think that's my pinpoint. That's like my biggest problem with Warrior now is Fury is just this tanky god and Arms is just on the floor. Now you you know I'm gonna go first person camera on this one and look at the I'm not looking the camera that you guys see but this one over here so I'm looking a little bit whatever cross eye, uh, you know if you t you say that and you want arms to be tankier, but Fury is so tanky and all this self healing and all these cooldowns you know what they're gonna do right in Blizzard fashion, they're just gonna nerf Fury. They'll probably nerf Fury yeah or just make Fury the squishy one like at the start of Legion I think where you just took a lot more damage than Rage. Well, yeah, that uh, was that was. Do you want that back? Come on. No. Uh, I don't want the start, like the beginning version, back. But I think in Antorus it was okay. Yeah, in Taurus it was fine because he also had 15 million HP. You yeah, could like tank two sites in Argus. Ten million health is Fury. That's like yeah. what tanks had. <sighs> to give a quick shout out during the entail here. Right when I switched cameras, just Mia wants the the, the somewhat. I'm not gonna give him any recognition. Thank you for the gifted subs, you madman. What did, what did you just say? I was hoping something was important in chat, and I just spam it off the screen. Oh, well now it's all just emotes. It's all emotes for the uh, the Twitch holiday stuff. But Cordial, all right, your your end show soapbox. What do you have? Just like Vil said, Arv needs some love defensively, man. It's just, it's kind of sad to see how it's just been the way it is since Legion. Legion, it was kind of squishy, but had a few ways to survive, which is fine. But right now, it's just like, it, it's it's so apparent that you're going to die and going to rot on so many fights of progression. Even on a farm in Orgozoa, it's like, okay, I got hit by the uh, dribbling, the uh, debuff, and I had to spread out. Will I die after I get hit, right? Because what if I get jolted by an ad, right? I'm just going to die. There's nothing I can do about it. His defenses are weak. Defensive stance is just not good enough. It needs something. A self-healing trait, once again, like it had back in Legion, or just a whole relook of how defensively arm should work. Mm -hmm. And also remove deep wounds. I hate it. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, well, you don't like having 20-plus percent of your damage passive? Are you sure? It's... The problem with that is that it's like some on AOE, it's very like impactful. You can play True. around it, you will do more damage. But on single target, you're just like, yeah, I hit my building on cooldown. They had a really nice alpha mastery beta mind back in B for BFA. It was opportunity strikes. When the target got less less HP, you did more frequent attacks. Mm -hmm. That was really cool, but it's kind of hard to balance at the same time. But I kind of just don't like Deep Wounds as a mastery. It's kind of failed as a mastery, as they show in the beginning expansion where they buffed the skinning by a thousand percent, and then again by 14%, and it's still not your best stat. 
it's a clear indication that deep wounds as a mastery shouldn't be a thing. I wouldn't mind it as like a small passive, but was as a mastery, it really, definitely failed. Was it really a thousand percent? They buffed this game by a thousand percent. I need to go to the. Hold on, I don't from eight percent base to eighty percent. Dang, oh. and then there's also some other scaling shit that they did under the under the hood. But yeah, it was about a thousand percent. Thousand. Yeah, definitely just failed the, this expansion. When you simmed your stat weights, deep wounds was literally point. It was by far the worst secondary stat in the game for a particular spec. I mean, right now it's at least if I think this is correct, it's like just shy fifty four percent of your attack power. Yeah, and then it's all in mastery scaling, where it's just direct increased damage. Yeah, the yeah deep wounds damage increased by eight percent, and then it's like fifty four percent of your attack power is the bleed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this goes back. This is something we just as a final little tale here is it's weird that our main stat and we it always starts out worth it, but once you hit a certain amount of main stat, your agility, your hate, your agility, your strength, your int, secondaries, the multiplicative modifiers, always just overcome it. Which is weird when you look at like how much your attack power in this regard or whatever your strength in this case contributes to how much of your damage. So if if deep wounds is supposed to be something that's really really beneficial, why is it barely fifty percent of your strength value? So it's little things oh, like yes. that that I wonder how like how little. But other abilities like say Colossus Smash, a big button to hit, is one hundred and fifty percent of your attack power. Actually, no, I think it's 200%, depending on the notes here. So it's it's a ton, right? So certain things matter yeah. and others just don't. But, oh well, we'll see. We'll see what yeah, Halo can do. With Deep Wounds being so much your damage too, your overall abilities just don't feel as powerful as ARMS. And that's kind of like the big thing ARMS used to be, used to be about was big hit. Yeah. And then you bleed the target out, right? Now it's just... You're kind of just hitting stuff to keep deep wounds rolling because that's yeah. just what you're supposed to do. Your abilities don't hit that hard unless you stack everything with a warbreaker and then you hit on AoE and pull threat immediately. But sounds a bit of a PvP change because those big hits would just kill people or pressure heal too hard, and they had to make an adjustment to make it sort of smoother. But that's deep wounds is also very strong in PvP too because it's undispellable bleed that's pretty much up 100% of the time and it deals a sure. lot of it's, it's actually a very a thing a lot of people are actually calling the nerf in PvP because it's so strong. You combo with a rend to undispellable dots for a lot you know high duration, it's yeah. kind of hard to like that ignore armor, not heal through it. Yeah, ignore armor, right? It's hard yeah. to uh, bring it to stabilize after that. Well, we'll see, but I think that's about it. That's about it. I'm gonna go over here and we're gonna I'm gonna slam this button. Cause I think that's that's enough uh, fury with a sprinkling of of arms. So thank you very much for tuning in today. This is 206. Next show 207 will be the year-end special, and then we'll see where 2020 takes us. And the PC build stream coming up soon, of course. That's where I will be. So hopefully you have a, a safe and happy holidays. But around the table again. Vil coming in here, Padlord Extreme apparently, or just a, a parse monkey. I don't know, whatever nomenclature that your guild wants to go in here with all the copy pastas. They died down pretty uh pretty soon after the show started. We can get some of those in chat again, that'd be pretty good. But Vil is in the Discord at Vil. 
Thank you for your time today, sir. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. It was a pretty good time. That is Corjo. He's on the Twitch at Corjo Wow. Now, is that wow yeah. because it's World of Warcraft or wow because you're a 12-year-old trapped in a 21-year-old's body? Bit of both. <laughs> Bit of both. Maybe you should put up, you should, you know how you get more viewers for your, your Twitch stream right now? I'm going to give this to you. Yeah. See all that all right. white wall to your left? Yeah. You need to get some more Christmas lights. Get a, yeah. get a big old, really annoying wreath with Christmas lights and blink it and some like reindeer face. Fill that in. Then it'll work. I haven't streamed recently though too, right? Sure. Um, probably stream tonight if you want to watch. But nice. uh, yeah, I haven't. I, I took a two month, almost three month break in the middle of this tier because I was so burnt out. Couldn't play the game. Jump in and you got any essences to farm? Yeah, I have essence farmed already. Thank God. That's <laughs> Did you? Why I quit. I, 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 I just like, yeah, that's probably the reason why I quit because I had everything I I, I I wanted to strip it up. Vil, did you see like the 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 visible sigh when I said you got any essences to farm? Yeah, Cory wasn't having a good time at the start of this patch, unfortunately. Oh. I can't really blame him though. It's a great system, but damn, it's a little little much. But that is that. So stay tuned for this. Of course, if you missed the episode, check it out on the YouTube's. Of course, big shout out to those that are keeping the show going. Holiday time's around the corner. One last little closing glimpse. Links below. Corsair and Elgato for yourself, for gifts, whatever you're looking for. They have some crazy... They had some nuts deals for Black Friday. But that's in Cyber Monday, actually. It was even better. But those are down below, either on YouTube or right here on Twitch. But again, no show next Sunday. Show the Sunday after, then we'll go from there. So thank you for tuning in today. Have a uh, great rest of your, your weekend. Be safe. Have a great happy holidays. I'll be streaming the huge PC build right here if you want to tune in when I'm doing all that. Tell me what I'm doing wrong or just watch everything and all the moving and all the madness that I've been doing here. But stay uh, tuned for the Corrupted Gear. Some more raid testing on the horizon. Get your essences farmed. But until uh, the week after next, everybody. Bye, 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 core. Wave by it, the nice people. Wave that, that there. That's a really strong ah. wave. Look at this. Oh, what was... <laughs>